Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Talk Local. Today, I was joined by two of our Crown Point's finest police officers, Eric Seipel and John Fitzgerald. They came in here to tell us a little bit about what goes on every day for a Crown Point cop. Uh, we found out that if you do have sex toys, please keep them out of your car in case you ever have to get searched. And also that if you do need to call 911, make sure it's not about a piece of sausage being in your front yard. The interview goes for about 45 minutes, um, and it's awesome to kind of get a chance to take down the curtain, get a chance to talk to them as people and not officers in uniform, and I think you guys are going to really love it too. Uh, so um, here is my interview with Eric and John. Unbelievable. Was that always a thing for you? <laughs> yes. Always. <laughs> My everyday life. This is what we do on this podcast. We get down to the nitty gritty. Oh, yeah. You get fine. to find this out about everybody. Yeah, you can see what goes on. on behind the scenes. <laughs> Just how like cutthroat we are with each other. I'm sure. How much does Super Troopers play into like your everyday? Do you, do you guys watch those movies and kind of quote them or is it anything like oh, that? Oh, we'll quote that. But I mean, just weird stuff kind of just... As it comes up, presents itself. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to mess up talking on the radio or anything like that. Yeah. No. That no. How many people get to hear that stuff? Everybody. And then you don't hear the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> he said ten fur once, and it's not Never. stopped. <laughs> Literally, the dispatchers say it when they call my number because my badge number is one hundred four. They'll be like one hundred fur. Every time, like. Go ahead. So everyone is going to be listening to this and just waiting. Yeah. To mess up. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that's all we do. We're just waiting for each other to mess up so we can just like tear into each other. Yeah. <laughs> so how long have you guys been officers? I've been on for three years now. I'm on year six with Crown Point and I did one year in Couts. You talk about it like it was a prison sentence. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> couch it's just, just, couch, huh? just one mile around I think the most excitement you would have is like wrangling cows that would wander around the street from some rancher. That's about it. <laughs> oh, I got a cow on the loose here. There's so many cows. <laughs> Did you guys grow up wanting to be cops? Is that something you kind of fell into? Oh, ever since I was a kid. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. So is that is that common in the police force for people that kind of want to be doing it from the beginning? I'd say so for the most part, yeah. Most guys, that's what they want to do or they grow up with cops and their family their second generation or third generation cop i'm first generation so maybe my kids will follow my footsteps you're yeah i'm the only one in my family yeah so you're first generation cop so uh yeah you work with a lot of guys who are it's just in their blood it's in their family what's some of the biggest like i guess eye-opening moments about being a cop that most people didn't see because i think when people see on the street they're like yeah, they got the uniform. You guys have authority, right? So I guess it's kind of an intimidating posture to be in. What's it like when just like in general? Is it just kind of like a clubhouse for the most part for you guys? I don't know if it's like a clubhouse <laughs> or anything like that. Because it's still, you're still like, it's still structured. Like, uh, uh, how would you describe it? I mean, it's it, it's kind of like off of military. So like a little paramilitary, yeah, paramilitary group, style. But... You know, compare like us to like a bigger city like Chicago or something like that. That's a lot more structure, a lot more rank and file you have to go through. I mean, we have that chain of command here, but there's a lot of times where it's more like you can be like in a clubhouse, if you will. Like we have times that every morning we have roll call. So we sit there, what's going on the night before, what's pressing for today, and then we'll sit around and just shoot the shit, joke around. Like we're just buddy buddies. And like then we have to get up like, okay, let's go do police work. <laughs> What's that? What's the hours like? Is it shift work for the most part? I mean, it's like yeah, six it's, to six, yeah. right? Six to six. Crazy. How's that? How do you guys get acclimated to that? That's an insane it's a shift. Too much. It's a two month uh, rotation. Rotation. So we're good. I'm good with it. I have no issues with it. Yeah, we go from nights to days, six a.m., six p.m., six p.m., six a.m. So every two months we rotate. It's not bad. You get a lot of days off. Like every other weekend, you get off. So. It, it's those long weekends you work that Friday through Sunday. That's where it's a real pain in the ass. For sure. Um, Cause like when we're on days, I'll try to work out before work. So I get up at like two or three in the morning. 
by the time I come home, I eat some food and I just crash. Or I just don't work out. I'm like, yeah, I'm too tired, dude. I don't want to do this. So you, are you guys all at that Anytime Fitness? I feel like I see a ton of cops there. A lot of guys use that. Um, barbell Athletics off of Indiana Avenue. That sounds dude, amazing out there. And not with the horn. That's so... Cool. People get fired up on the squares. You guys know. Squares, okay, tell you. And there's no good place for us to sit out there to watch the traffic either. Yeah. Especially since they put those bump outs in. I get the idea behind it, but I used to like to sit and watch some of the lights just to make sure people weren't just running through them. And now it's a little bit harder to now do. It's a free for all. For way. sure. Well, I got a quick question for you guys because just in general, I think it's just you hear a bunch of BS, right? And I'd like to be curious. And like, so when it comes into just your day-to-day stuff, like you're talking about seeing traffic a little bit more than most days. Yeah. So I'm sure you've got your calls that are 911 and you got to go to right away. But when you're not doing that, are you just got free reign to kind of do whatever you need to do? Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Just general patrol of the city and stuff like that, enforcing the traffic laws and all that. Um, you know, whatever you see, anything suspicious. So you're expected to operate completely autonomous, like your your own single man patrol unit. They they have the faith in us to be able to do all of our duties uh on our own. Like we're not micromanaged or anything like that. Our boss isn't on us constantly. He knows that we're out there trying to do our thing. Awesome. I know that we met, we got, we actually, we met each other in, in kind of unusual circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were in, uh, we, we were at the South Lake YMCA, the new one in Crown Point, and we were shooting this Matterport, Kyle and I. And we saw two cop cars pull up and we're like, shit, here we go. <laughs> here we go. They're going to come in and have to say something about this. And you guys came in and all you wanted to do was just check it out and yeah, get a tour. That's yeah. all we want to do. We just want to see the place. <laughs> that's all yeah. Right. yeah. We're very curious about stuff. So, I mean, that's kind of like the benefit we're of doing what we do. Boys. We can just kind of walk into place like, hey, we would like to check this out. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, no problem. Sure. <laughs> no one's going to tell you no. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, So I know one of the things we were talking about that place in particular was just that you guys were, you, I mean, it was just the structure is awesome, right? But when anything new comes into town, how big of a fear of it is as to, you know, how much, I guess, criminal activity will be around it? Is that is that even playing your guys' You're psyche? always thinking yeah. about like it bringing more... Uh, criminal activity because now you have a, a bunch more cars just sitting out there just waiting for people to go through and we had what was it call the other day of some guy looking inside cars yeah, just and things like that cars. just looking inside <clears throat> windows really i just saw, i saw a newspaper report uh this morning i think about some guy in crown or in st john yeah two st john what guys in st john they got uh caught breaking in the cars that's and that's gonna happen everywhere crown point kind of goes through its cycles with it with car break-ins uh don't leave anything important in your car or your car unlocked. That's a good tip. Because you said that's like a number one thing you get called for for the most part, right? Yeah, that's it's a big thing. Car break ins. Yeah. Especially as it gets nicer and it gets warmer out. I mean, that's going to happen more and more. And that's the thing that kind of bothers me. I mean, you go to these calls and say, hey, my laptop's stolen, my purse is stolen, my phone. Well, you don't, why are you leaving that stuff in your car? You and I think there? people have the notion that Crown Point's always been this nice quiet little town nothing goes on no crime but it's that's not the fact anymore i mean there's thirty thousand people here and it's only getting bigger you're bound to have people commit a crime like you know before you know my mom grew up here so they leave their front door open you know unlocked now you can't do that anymore people just walk into your house oh, just yeah. same thing people leave their cars unlocked why are you doing that you know, you can't have that notion that nothing happens here. And I think people are kind of oblivious to that just because of where they live. No matter where you go, there's going to be crime. Well, you hear it all the time, though, when people see you, when they see your gear and their stuff. They're like, well, what happens in Crown Point? I'm like, crime happens in Crown Point. Anything yeah. can happen in Crown Point. That's why I'm wearing all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, I mean, right. Like, granted, we're not Gary. We're like, you know, they're running and gunning all night long doing stuff. But every once in a while, that stuff will happen here. You know, like, we have to do real police work. You know, crime happens. People get in domestics. People get shot. People, you know, rob people. It, we're not oblivious to it. We're not, you know, not prone to it. It's going to happen wherever you go. And I think people just kind of need to realize that and kind of be more conscious. Like, you know, put your stuff inside. Lock your doors. It's that sure. simple. Well, I think, like, you're such a trustworthy, you know, community at this point. I, I'm, I'm guilty yeah. of it. I've left my car on out there when I'm walking in here. And then we had a, a Hammond canine cop in here last week. And he was just like, yeah, for sure. Anytime at a gas station, especially north of 30, yeah. do not leave it running. Oh, yeah, it is going to no. be gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hammond it's too had like easy. three of those yesterday. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like, insane. Within like an hour's time, it's like, yeah, we got another carjack from gas station. Yeah. I mean, I've never left my car running and like go inside somewhere. Like, I just don't trust it. No way. So, has anybody ever stolen a cop car before? Here, from not here that I know of. No, and it would that no. would you ever hear the end of that? Oh my god, that's not something you want to happen to you. No, <laughs> I mean one like you would never get the end of it from the guys on your crew, but then you're going to have to pay like the repercussions of your admin and your supervisors. Like, you might as well just quit at that point. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know where the car is. Here's my gun and badge. I gotta go. Crazy. What's the uh, what's like the so we talked about like car burglaries for sure, but like what's the other things that you see the most of in Crown Point in particular? The domestics, I'd say. Yeah. There's a lot of domestics. Really? Is there a certain time of day that happens? It can really be hit and miss. Yeah. Sometimes it's, uh, depending on the time of the year, too, towards the, like, the everybody's got that cabin fever from winter and stuff like that seems to pick up towards spring. Huh. That's what I've noticed. Yeah. So winter's a big, big time for that. I think it slows down a little bit. Everybody's, you know holiday season and everything like that but towards the spring when everything's starting to warm up and people are just done with being cooped up inside things start to explode a little bit more crazy yeah uh and you want anything to add to that john it looks like you had something to say yeah i mean like uh it's not like you would think it's always gonna be like at night or on a weekend stuff like that but sometimes around days and you'll go like domestic after domestic and be like who's fighting at six in the morning or like in the afternoon like don't you got to work or something like that? But it, it can be really hit and miss. But like that's that's one of the bigger things that we have around here. A lot of domestics or, I mean, around the square, we get a decent amount of bar fights every once in a while. Oh, yeah, especially on the weekends. Yeah, I think it's stupid. Those nights. I love working weekend nights. Dude. It's fun. Really? Yeah. So you enjoy that. Mm-hmm. What do you enjoy the most about it? Just <laughs> It's just like kind of thrilling, you know? Like I'm not going around like looking to fight people, this or that. But I mean... When you get called to something hot like that, it's just kind of like, okay, let's go do something, you know? But I have also a very short tolerance with drunk people. Like, if I'm sober, yeah, it's drunk the people are the thing. most annoying people you'll ever meet. Unless you're drunk, you're like, oh, hey, let's be buddies. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it can be fun just, like, mouthing off with people or just, like, they say some stupid stuff. And you're just like, all right, man, let's, let's get out of here. <laughs> or, like, let's go to jail. How many times are you taking those guys to jail? It depends, like what time it is. Really. So, what's the what's the, <laughs> what's the quickest way to go to jail if, if you're if you're talking to a cop and oh. drunk on the square? Oh, not listening. When we give you the chance to like just leave the area and to be done with whatever whatever happened, whatever you were involved with, the the more you push it, and a lot of the drunk people they just do. They just want to keep on pushing the issue, pushing the issue. You give them a couple times, and then it's all right. You're gonna go to county now. <laughs> you always give them their opportunity yeah. to, to get out of there. We're not just going to just grab you up. But like I said, they'll turn around and they'll, they'll just want to push that issue and babble on the way they want to. And it's like, you're done. We gave you your chance, man. Yeah. Have you guys had to actually use force in a couple of those? Oh, yeah. Especially if they're like, if there's two drunks fighting each other, they're just so into what they're doing. And then you got to kind of wrestle them down to the ground. Just bum rush them. Yeah. Crazy. It's I mean, crazy, dude. At that point, they're not going to listen to you. But like he said, you know, we always give people the opportunity to like, hey, just pipe down, get out of here. Like, not always trying to take somebody to jail. But like he said, they push the issue, they keep going, they keep going. Then when the time comes, you're like, all right, man, now we're going to jail. Then like, oh, no, no, I swear to God, you know, I'm done, I'm done, I'm sorry. But they, they flip it real quick. But then once you grab them, they're like, done yeah well i think you guys do a really good job of just being good with the community in general i mean i was pulled over recently i want to say i don't want to go into details about it or who it was because I don't, I don't i don't remember the officer's name i want to say it was like two weeks ago and i was coming right out of my subdivision speeding and he pulled me over i pulled right over right away and he was just like he came up to the door and he's like hey just want to let you know i'm probably going to give you a warning um but uh you know i did kind of pull you over for speeding can you give me your license and registration and i'm like sure and then he came, <laughs> he came back he's like all right you uh here's a warning uh, just don't speed so much. It was like it was interesting to see him be that transparent and that cool about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, we always try. I always tell people at the window. I just I tell them exactly why I pull them over. Ask them, hey, do you have any recent citations or anything like that? You just say no, and it's like, okay, you're just gonna get a warning. Can we get into the mind of pulling over people? Is that something that you guys have a lot of like paranoia and anxiety about? Just in mm, general, the most dangerous thing you can do is a cop. Really? Yeah. That's where most officers are killed. Traffic stops. Now, you no don't know, way. You don't know what you're yep. pulling over. 
Because, I mean, you can, you know, it could be like just your average old grandma you're pulling over. And chances are in Crown Point, that's what it's going to be yeah. more often than not. But you never know. Well, she could have a gun on her just, all right, I'm going to shoot you now. Crazy. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you guys go through training and approaching the car, right? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Uh, you do a lot of that in the academy, stops training, stuff like that. Um, you just got to kind of have to learn to read people, like their body language, what they're doing. You know, if you get behind someone, you pull them over and they're reaching down or ducking over this and that. It's going to heighten your senses. Like, what are you doing? You know, you might think they're reaching for their registration or something like that, but keep a gun and go blocks, you know. And night's the worst time for it because you can't yeah, see. Can't you don't see. know what you're pulling over. You can't see anything inside that car till you're, like, up on that car. Really? Yeah. So what's some of, like, the craziest situations? You guys have been on traffic stops. It sounds intense. Have you guys had to experience anything like that? Not so much where, like, someone's pulling a gun out on you, no. But, you know, every once in a while you'll get a gun in the car you know most people are really cool if they have a permit like hey i got a gun it's holstered here um you know some guys are like let me get it let me run it but for the most part tell me where it's at leave it there i don't want you reaching for anything just because you never know what can happen you know they can perceive it one way i could perceive it another way even though they have a license for it that's why i just leave it there don't touch it so we have no hassles with it for sure but i mean you'll find guns here and there where people aren't supposed to have them obviously or it, it just depends who you come across or it's really how the person's acting. You know, you can tell if they're talking real nervous or breathing heavy, you know, sweating like I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like then it just kind of, it, it's going to increase your, your, uh, your senses there and wonder like what's going on. There's something more to this. I mean, people are generally nervous, but you can tell when someone's kind of hiding something, just how they're acting. For sure. And I think that's one of the things that like as like a citizen looking back at what you guys do in particular is be that'd be the hardest part for me is always being my senses on full full alert. And because you have to be right. Yeah. And then I mean, how many mistakes get made just because of that situation? You know, or, or, or and like that's more of a national thing, but more more in particular, just like being super and hyper aware of every situation. And how does that affect the, the way you trust people? Is that something you guys deal with all the time? As far as like trust goes? Yeah, oh, it's so hard to trust people. I mean, because you can have a little old lady lie to you about something. I've had a, a, that exact situation. I had a traffic accident this is a couple of years back. Uh, this lady was definitely at fault for it, but she wanted to claim it was this young girl's fault. This older lady just blatantly lying to my face, saying that this girl ran the stop sign, and it was the complete opposite. Hmm. So <laughs> it, makes, it makes it so hard. Nobody wants to be at fault for what they've done, or right. nobody wants to admit to it. So it's like you guys see the worst part of humanity for the most part on a consistent basis, I would say, right? I yeah. Mean, yeah. And so how does that affect your psyche towards people in general? Don't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, I, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt when I'm, you know, whatever situation I'm dealing with them. But like he said, no one's really trying to rat themselves out or admit they're at fault for something. You know, it could just be something... You know, I pull you over for speeding. You're going to give me some type of excuse. I mean, you you're only know. getting partials of stories yeah. from people, and then you oh, have to go, sure. you got to find out the rest of the story. We had a disabled vehicle in the, in the road, and one of the drivers gave a false name for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Other, I mean, she had no real excuse to do it. But, like, right off the bat, you started off this whole interaction with a lie of who you were. So now what do we have to do? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. There's no trust. Zero trust in that situation, right? Yeah. And it, it, was, it was just, we were just there to help him get out of the road. <laughs> yeah. You'll ask him, like, why did you even lie? Like, I don't know. I was scared. I'm like, it's only making it worse on you. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. You lie. You can, you gave me a fake name. You can go to jail for that when I was just trying to help you get out of the way. Like, that's crazy. And like, they have no record either. You know, like, under their real name, it's like, okay, you have. No warrants, you're not suspended, you know, you have no criminal history. Why'd you have to lie about who you are? What are you so scared of? You know, it's not like I'm coming up to you just yelling at you. I'm like, hey, you know, what's going on? What can I do to help you? That's crazy because you know? that'd be like the only, like, maybe that's just human intuition. It's like as soon as they see you guys, they're just like, oh shit, I'm screwed. Oh yeah, that's def I think that's definitely people's mindset towards us. I mean, you see, 
look, you'll have parents out with their little kids, and the, if their kids are acting up, they'll say they'll point at the police officer and they'll say, you know, I'll have him take you to jail if you don't start acting right. And that's like I one of the worst that. things you can do because now you're make you're instilling distrust in your kid of us, and now you're turning us into a bad guy essentially. You know what? You just brought back a memory of me as a kid. I remember my there was a cop car walking up, <laughs> driving up to my house, and my dad was like, "Put me up to the cop car." I was like, "Hey, you want to?" He was going to take you away. I remember crying so hysterically. Yeah, <laughs> that was probably like four or something like that. It's nuts. It dude. turns it into this negative interaction with us with the kids, and that's definitely not something we want because if something bad is happening, and those kids are around, we want them to come to us instead of running away from us. And we need them to trust us so we can take care of them when that situation comes up and not be distrustful of us and run away from us when we're trying to get to them. For sure. And I think that's part of the, the probably the public and trust, right? Yeah. Is that they only really deal with you for the most part when you're pulling them over, right? Yeah, I mean, for the most part. So how do you guys do stuff in the community to kind of maybe reverse a little bit of that psychology? I just try to walk, like I'd, I'd walk around the square and like just talk to people in the stores and things like that. And if I see kids around or they're messing around with their bikes or trying to fix it, I've tried to help them out with that before. Just little things like that. Yeah, like we walked through the courthouse the other day. I mean, just because we're curious about it. But, you know, just go in there, see people. Um, a big thing, like when it comes to kids, we go to the schools every single morning before school starts. So we're in all the schools, saying hi to the kids, saying hi to the teachers, just kind of getting that interaction so they know who we are, like, just because we're in a uniform, you know, sometimes take people to jail or this or that. Like, we're just regular people. You know, like, you can approach us. We're personable. We're not here to, like, put the fear of God in you or anything <laughs> like that. So there's stuff we do with that. Um, like, our FOP does stuff. Um, they do a lot of sponsorships for, you know, teams and things. Or we do shop with a cop for, like, kids who can't afford stuff for Christmas. Um Pretty big in like the the cornrows. Yeah, we're always out at the cornrows. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember, I remember seeing you guys there. You're speaking a high school kid, so it's like bringing me back to like those memories of throwing parties. How many times are you guys breaking up a high school party around this area? Oh, dude, during the summer, yeah, every once in a while we're gonna start breaking at least a few. Yeah, it's <laughs> bound to happen. I would love to be a part of one of those. It's so Is there funny. a way we could do that? <laughs> Come, Come on a ride, ride along. <laughs> Come on a ride along. Do a ride we'll along. do it in the summer. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring the cameras. Yeah. And make it like, we'll just take we'll, down Project we'll be like X. Live PD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The look of shock on their faces when they find out they're surrounded and they're just beer all over the place and there's nowhere to go. It's just <laughs> hilarious. I just like, I want to go to a, like a party like that and bust it like I'm a, one of those cops on Superbad. Yeah. Knocks open doors like, oh no, it's the cops. <laughs> Like, that's how I imagine the guy would like to do it. And everyone just scares him. I'm like, all right, whatever. We're cool. I, I would imagine it would just be like, because I remember just being at college parties and the cops would show up. Or at least you'd see the siren a little bit, you know? And it was like, drop whatever you had in your hands and sprint. Yeah, yeah. get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, how many of those kids are you even chasing down at this point? Um, None. Yeah, I mean, you'll try to go after one, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the, slow, yeah. the weakest yeah. out of the Find group. The There's guy safety in numbers. <laughs> That happened to me once when I was in high school. We were at a party and I got busted, and everyone ran. I'm like, I was pretty drunk, <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm not running. One, I'm in Munster. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Two, I don't even have a car here, so where am I gonna go? And it worked out because the, the cop walks in. I'm just sitting there. He points me out. He's like, "You're shit faced, aren't you?" I'm like, "Yes, sir." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Just get a ride and get out of here." I'm like, "Oh, thank God." Dude. <laughs> That's awesome. Have you guys had any of those experiences yourself, though, that are pretty hilarious, that you've that you've busted someone? Anything that rings a bell? Off the top of my head. Because that would be a, such a fun thing just to mess with those kids, I would think. Right? It can be. I mean, like, there's nothing that comes specific to mind, but... Have you guys ever had to roll up on a car of two, two like, just, I don't know, two kids just getting it on? Yes. Oh, yeah, that happens That's That's lot. pretty funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that would be hilarious. Yeah. They all want to go to Saruman's Woods, and yeah, we're, we check there all the time. Like we know what goes on there. <laughs> Where's that at? We're gonna find. That's over by Hub Pool. Oh, so it's behind Hub Pool. Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of an open spot, right? Yeah, they'll yeah. go out there to the park, and it's a big park. We're gonna check. You're the only car it's there. It's one of our spots. Yeah, <laughs> like that's my spot. That's so where you I hang out. You don't get to hang out there. <laughs> Are you guys given tickets for that? Like, what's the punishment? 
No. Uh, your embarrassment. Yeah. That's your punishment. <laughs> I would love to see their faces, dude. That's another thing. We got to set up a, a high school party to take down if I go on a ride <laughs> yeah. along. And I want to I want to be a part of that, too. I want to walk up on two people just doing it. Like, like what, what, what age group is that? Pretty much anybody who lives at home, right? I would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mostly it's high school kids, but like sometimes you'll find like just grown ass adults out there doing it. Like, don't you guys own a house? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's probably the thrill of it. But for sure, for yeah. sure. But like, yeah, I, just that embarrassment alone, because you're sitting there and you're pretty much naked. And I'm like, hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, I just play it off really dumb. <laughs> They're like, oh, we we're just talking. Like, why are you guys naked then? You know, it's like. Clearly, you're not just talking. That'd be my favorite part about being a cop is playing dumb. Oh, yeah. And just waiting to hear what people have to say to you, even though it's like every question you're asking is rhetorical. I do that a lot with people. Yeah. Well, you don't even have to really wait or play dumb with them. They'll, they'll treat you that way regardless. So you pull up on some kids who are like in a straight up smoke, smoke box in their car, and it's just filled with freaking smoke from the weed, and you'll be like, Where's your drugs at? And they're like, what drugs? <laughs> Do you guys have drugs in the Do car? Do you guys have no. drugs in the car? No. Okay. Okay. All you're right, you're good to go. <laughs> but before we go, hey, you guys snip out of the car. Especially with like weed being legalized in Illinois and Michigan and I think Ohio too. Do you guys run into a lot of that stuff in particular at this point? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's any more than normal. No, weed's been pretty prevalent around here. Um, It will always be. Yeah. I I think that's one thing too people don't realize. There's a ton of drugs that come through here. Really? it's, It's the hub of the county. So you got people from all over coming here. You have... 65 right over here you got 231 coming through you know there's a lot of drugs in winfield there's a lot of drugs in cedar lake you know you got people just coming in and out selling or dropping off you know it's just a matter of finding it you stop enough cars you're gonna find something really weed's the easiest one to find because it just smells yeah but you know if you you run people you find out their history hey they've got busted for coke or heroin and stuff like that okay i'm gonna try and dig a little bit deeper into it but weed's your easiest one to find. Out of curiosity, when you guys get a big, like, when you, when you big bust, right? Say you get, like, super troopers, 50 bags of, like, those, you know, of weed. And you bring that back to the station. Is that, like, are you guys, like, getting patted on the back and getting, like, photo ops? Is it a big deal about it? Or is it just, like, nice job, that's what you're supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, you'll get an attaboy, you know, oh, especially, yeah. like, on our crew. Um, our sergeant's, like, he likes to be pretty involved with it. You know, if you got something big, just let him know what's going on. He lets you run the show. You know, after it's all said and done, you know, he'll come by like, hey, man, that was a good job. You did good. You did everything right. You know, keep up the good work. You know, I think that goes a long way with a lot of guys. Um, well, it's got to be a pretty thankless job for the most part, right? Yeah. For the most part, you get yeah. uh, thank you letters from people that you try your best to help. I've gotten the more than a few thank you letters from people. That's awesome. Yeah, I had a lady give me a $30 gift card to Kemshaw. Really? Yeah. And you could take that as a cop? She dropped it off. Oh, that's it was awesome. In my mailbox. That's so awesome. I was like, nice. Yeah, that's really that's really uh, an awesome way to kind of see how the experience with the community kind of interacts. And so how much is that do you guys kind of see just like thanking you for your service on a day-to-day basis? Is that quite a bit or not that much? Oh, I think I do every, probably every shift. Yeah? Yeah. We, yeah. Do you guys have to pay for a lot of food? I feel like you guys got to be comp for the most um, part. A right? lot of people around here are really, a lot of the business owners uh, around here are awesome with us. Um, if They'll either give us a really good discount, if not give it to us for free. Uh, the SIP is really cool with us. I, I go there and I order my ridiculous scrambler. I tell them triple everything in it. Oh, you know, yeah, just piles and stuff. Don't question my tastes. <laughs> And uh, I'll, they'll either give me a huge discount or they'll just give it to me. And I'm like, are you sure? And you just give them like an awesome tip, you know, for it. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, they'll, they're. Uh, the sip is awesome. Rhonda over there is incredible. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're so cool with us. Jason over at Camshaws, he's cool with us about stuff. Oh, nice. Me, we haven't uh, really met him yet. Oh, Jason's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. Who else? Who else is really awesome? 
Give oh. him a shout out on here. Why not? Right? <laughs> uh, Smart Suites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, you want a sponsorship package from Smart Suites, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's getting too expensive for him. Yeah, it's like 70 bucks for two boxes. That's I mean, bullshit. Give, him, fiber, give yeah. this guy some Smart Suites. Yeah, come on, man. I'm on a cop salary here. I can't afford that. <laughs> give me all the Swedish fish you got. <laughs> Cafe Fresco. Bree's yeah, always great. super awesome with us when we go in there. Fahrenheit's really good with us. Uh, we're on one of the days they do like that breakfast buffet on Sundays. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they give us that for like half off, which is really nice because there's like thirty of us that roll in there at a time. <laughs> yeah. So um, then you have all like the, I mean, uh, all the gas stations give us our coffee for free. Dunkin' gives it to us for free, and so does Starbucks. Oh, awesome! It's amazing because you guys, now that you say that, you do seem to all be in packs. Yeah. When you when I do see you guys, you got four or five. You're rolling deep. Yeah. Is that because you got the same like time, like pretty much off, like like a lunch break or whatever? We don't do like set lunch breaks. I mean, it's just, we'll yeah, just whatever. We just all kind of like, yeah. yeah, we just try to eat pack together and eat. Do the body system. <laughs> <laughs> what is what do you have to do to actually become a cop? I think that's like a big question people have because I don't even have the slightest idea of like what do you have to do. I know some of them you have to go like there's a minor degree for it sometimes now, right? It or depends some... on what state you're in. It yeah. varies from state to state and what you're going to do. So here in Indiana, your minimum requirements are that you have to have a high school diploma, no felonies or anything like that on your record, obviously. Move how you're out. Yeah. Then you just go up. <laughs> you go out and you do uh, just take tests. You take your written exam and your physical fitness tests. You go through your oral uh, interviews and you get through all that. Uh, then they'll... Hopefully, send you to the academy. Yeah, yeah. Be, I mean, obviously, got to be twenty-one too yeah, in Indiana to do it. Um, straight up competition. It's a long process, though. You know, from putting in your application to doing the interviews. It takes forever. You know, first you got to do your written and physical exam. Um, honestly, the physical stuff isn't hard, but people fail it. I just don't know why. It's like, what part of the physical challenge? It's like six-minute mile. Uh, you got to do a mile and a half. I think. The entrance to the academy is almost 18 minutes. Yeah, it's a ridiculous amount of time. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. I thought like six minutes I'm puking, but 18 minutes I can do right now. Because you do an entrance exam and an exit exam for the physical stuff. So your exit exam's around 16, maybe 16, 20. Less than that, I can't remember. It's been a while. I think it was 16. When I did it, mine was like 13 minutes. Hmm. Dude, I've seen people fail the jump. You have to jump X amount of inches and people not get past that point what is the inches i think this is like a 24 inch vertical yeah <laughs> like the the entrance stuff is super easy you gotta do 21 push-ups people fail that that's the biggest thing i see people fail is push-ups really i feel like you're like four weeks away from being able to knock out 50 for most would, people right think. yeah oh yeah if you want to go be if you're really serious about getting in the academy that you're practicing all that stuff you're yeah. training for all that for sure you're doing a ton of push-ups a ton of sit-ups leg lifts i mean that's not part of the testing of leg lifts but our academy it was our did instructors are fucking crazy man were they do you, do you go do you go away for that or do you is uh, that like local? i went to nylia which is uh the academy at the hobart pd um those guys are great over there too yeah they're intense the, the instructors there they all like they're all black belts in jiu-jitsu and all that dude they're insane really so we're doing like three four or five mile runs and like in between we're doing a bunch of sit-ups and push-ups like they find a feeling like all right line up with someone who's roughly your size and just wrestle each other I'm like dude <laughs> we just ran three miles like can we have a break or something like that <laughs> little smart sweets little smart sweet break yeah can i have a snack break <laughs> I'd eat those Sir, when I, was, I need uh, some snacks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sweaty. Do, do you guys do you guys have to like get taste and like uh, what's the other one? Pepper sprayed. You Is get that pepper sprayed at the academy. Yeah, you get pepper sprayed. Um, I got tased at the department here. Yeah, if you're gonna carry a taser, we both yeah. been tased. You got to go through like a taser like course and training and all that. No way. What's that taser like? Hurts. Yeah, I mean it hurts, but I'd much rather be tased than pepper sprayed. Oh yeah, I'll so take the pepper spray. Is game over, huh? Yeah, it just lingers. It just it's just there. Have you had to use it yet? Oh, I won't spray anybody. No, it's that no, bad. Yeah, it's cross contaminated. Like you spray yourself and everybody around you. I'm not messing with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be kind of cool. <laughs> 
Yeah, because we uh, we've been doing uh, this wing challenges. We go to these wing Wednesday places and eat these foods, and some of them put pepper spray in the wing sauce. And man, it like destroys me oh, when yeah. they do we that. Talk about sweating then. Whew. Oh yeah, forty eight hours. It's like just pissing out of my ass for the most part. <laughs> oh, yeah. That sounds terrible. Terrible. Yeah. And so I want to. Th- <laughs> Jeez, I probably said that a million times. Just never like got that reaction like this right time. Right. This time yeah, we haven't heard it in forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's aggressive. Yeah, so just pissed. <laughs> 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 it's just like. It's yeah. just like Randy on South Park. Oh, hot, 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 <laughs> Just those times, man. It's like they just gets you. And then it'll be like the worst. It's like 3 a.m. waking up. And it's just like, dude, if you don't make it, it's going to be all over the place. <laughs> I've been there before, man. Like, nothing wrong with pooping your pants, dude. <laughs> I just did it just now. Don't, just don't tell people. <laughs> yeah. I've slowly been shitting my pants this whole time. But <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if all of us were shitting our pants at the same yeah, time, but no amazing. one talked about it until it's this like, moment? Wow, what a coincidence! <laughs> <laughs> is there is there anything that like people should know that you think would be great information for them from like when it comes to just the ways that you guys handle your business every day and the, the way they would want to kind of hear about it differently? I know that's kind of a vague question. The way they would want to hear about it. Yeah, like it's just a way that just like you know something that, that would probably. You can give them a little window into the inside of what your day-to-day life is kind of like. You're a human being, right? You guys are humans. Yeah, oh yeah we're, we're just dudes. Just yeah. try, just trying our best to help people. out the community. That's what it is. And sometimes, like, well, I mean, we don't 100% know all the answers for every situation because we're trying to work through it too. Sometimes there is no answer from our end. Right. But we still have to work as some type of intermediary between two people for a situation that really doesn't call for police, but we still have to deal with it. You know, and I feel like that would be one of the most complicated parts is being the mediator. Yeah, because you got to get order, and you're just already bossing people around. And they're already getting pissed about it, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you just got to chill out and get over there. Yeah, yeah, that, that's know? one of the biggest things. But like, there's just some things that we can't actually do, and we got to tell people that's like, hey, I can't help you with this. Like, this is you got to go to a court for this or that. You know, like a, a lot of things are like custody issues. Those are Oof. they're a huge pain in the ass. Um, cause you'll see like a lot of people who do it, like they'll kind of act like children about it. You know, they'll try to call on their ex for this or that saying they're doing this or doing that. The child's not safe or, you know, they want us to do like a welfare check on the kid at three in the morning. I'm not going in that house. Like I, you know, I'll talk to the mom. Mom's fine. House looks fine. I'm not waking up that kid at three in the morning just because you're trying to get a jab at her or, you know, vice versa. But you know, we'll get called a lot saying, hey, this is my time to have the kid. He's not giving the kid or she's not giving the kid. And they have no like actual court paper saying these are set guidelines on when you have kids, when times are exchanged. And I kind of tell them like, I can't force them to give you that kid. You know, you got to go to a court for that. And it's Brutal. like, because they get real frustrating with it, you know, and they're just like, well, what do you do? What are you going to do about it? Literally nothing. I can't. I can't force that kid to come out here and go with you just because you say it's your time. Oh, yeah. I go to a court for that. And that's, uh, I notice that quite a bit. Do you guys have any medical training? Is that part of the gig too? You like, go through like CPR training and stuff like that. Gotcha. And then you go through like basic uh, trauma training, mostly for helping each other out if something bad happens or yourself. So we all carry tourniquets and quick clot on us. Shit. Yeah. The, we went Narcan to this. Narcan too. What do you have? Narcan. Narcan. Oh, yeah. Is that rising up around here? You guys see a lot of those cases? I know it seems to be a Porter County thing for the most part. Year, I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, like a year or two ago, I noticed it a lot. I was yeah. going to a lot of overdoses. There, there was really? a spike in yeah. it here, and then it kind of just dropped off. I, we haven't really dealt oh, with it as much. My pants real quick. Go for it. <laughs> is hair? <laughs> That's for the after party. Yeah. So is is heroin a big deal like locally? Is that do you guys even find that a lot? Not. <laughs> You don't really find it as much every once in a while. Like I said, we went through this big spike when we were dealing with it just a lot. And you were, you were finding needles all over the place. People ODing in, in just public bathrooms or driving just, just strung out. They just freaking shot up. So, uh, but I, like I said, I haven't dealt with it in a while. I, I don't think our crew has just in general. Damn. Uh, we were at the uh, Smart 911 Center. We were over there, and they were we were walking us through a video. We were just hanging out there, and I was—I mean, it was crazy seeing that experience firsthand. Yeah, 
It really was. And, you know, for like for like the random person, they don't really see how that goes. But you, you'll literally be getting a phone call about some guy mowing their grass and that they're not picking up the, the grass shards on their side of the property. Oh, yeah. That's that's part of those ridiculous, like, civil things between those people and being the medi- mediator between something that has nothing to do with you as a police officer. Like, Oh, yeah. Why would you call the cops for this? Exactly. This is not a real thing. And then the next call was like, literally the guy was like, yes. Yeah. So then I got this call like literally right afterward. And it was this woman who was like, hey, she, her husband got in the house. Wasn't She didn't want him in the house. And then all of a sudden you just hear screaming. The call's 30 seconds long. And the woman's like, hey, you know, I, you, you promised you wouldn't hurt me if I let you in. And all you hear is like a pop, pop. Yeah. And then they send the, the squad car there and he killed her and killed himself. But like you literally, you're supposed to be answering the phone the next time it rings. Yeah, I mean that's intense to hear, you know. And so like, how much of this kind of goes into your psyche of like going into some of these, I guess, more dramatic situations, and then being able to not kind of have PTSD? Like you can't just walk that off, right? I can't speak. I don't know. I missed this whole conversation. So (laughs) let's start from the beginning. How do you handle intense situations where it's like something... Something insane, right? Like say you go to a double homicide or like a suicide homicide. Like how do you kind of rally your head back around that and then go on with life? Well, I'll say the first time I had that run in, um, when I was at Ball State, my senior year, I did a internship with the Delaware County Sheriff's Office. So... I worked as a reserve officer for them, so I was out there every day as part of my internship. We got a call of a, a domestic and someone was shot. So I was the first one in there, and there's this dude sitting on this couch, and he's got like raccoon eyes. You know, it's all just like fluid and bruising around his eyes. Dude shot himself in the head with a 22. So he went underneath his chin, bullet just scrambled in his brain, didn't come out. So I'm sitting there like, what? because <laughs> i got him like kind of alive and i'm like i'm trying to like i can't be like hey man are you okay because he's just sitting there like he's alive he's like kind of coherent but he can't talk you know he's just like Ugh, you know and i got two other people in a bedroom screaming there's glass everywhere there's ammo all over the floor and i'm like what the hell is going on here so i had to sit there and like get everybody else out while medics there like i gotta like help this guy off the couch kind of hold him down while they're doing what they're doing and I just sit there and watch the guy die. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I'm not going to lie. I passed out after that. I'm like, I just like got up and just fell. I'm like, what's going on, man? No way, yeah. dude. Because like, that was like my first real, like seeing someone, you know, something traumatic like that. Some dude shot himself. I have to watch him die. You know, like trying to help this guy as long as I can while medics Ugh. are coming or getting people in and out, you know. But after that, I was like, I'm cool. Like, it kind of sounds messed up to say. Like, at that first part, I was like, dude, this is weird. So we all went out to eat after that, just like a, I guess, debrief, if you will. I just got made fun of for passing out by everybody. <laughs> but, Sounds uh, like that's a common theme with you, is everyone likes to make fun of you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> but it's not just me. Like, we'll find something on every single person, and we just, like, we're on them like hawks. <laughs> Like we're like uh, I, for our crew, that's how we are. We're so are we, we, we actually are too. Like we're, we give each other shit nonstop, but not like, you know, you guys are cops. So it's a little different. <laughs> yeah. you know? Like this guy makes memes like the, I, you can't compare any other meme to him. I, how he comes up with this stuff. He makes vid, like he'll take a picture of you and he'll make a video of it. <laughs> and like you are talking it. I'm ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Absolutely. brutal. Like, you don't want to cross me. No. <laughs> because he can just destroy you with one meme. <laughs> that happens quite a bit, huh? Oh, it has to. It was it's the first every, night together <clears throat> as a crew. Yeah, we just went at it hard. It was Thunderdome. Yeah. I was like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Eric. Okay, your life's over now. Okay. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> here, comes, here come the memes. <laughs> Do you guys have anything you want to ask? So, the light by Penshaw Donuts over there. On the square, can you turn left on red there? Can you turn left on red? Yeah. So the yeah, light. You're facing towards um, the bank. If you're on Joliet, facing okay. the Okay. So I'm on. Anyway. So you're on the square. You're literally like right where that. Yeah. Going. You're just gonna go around the square. Yeah. Because yeah. I always see cars. They don't know what to do if they could go there. Yeah, you can go. Sure. Yeah. Unless there's a there. sign that says no turn on red. Yeah, you can go. But the weekend drivers of the square are the worst. 
It drives oh, yeah. me insane. I mean, Going being here all day for general is the worst. But during the week, it doesn't seem as bad. During the weekend, it feels like everyone who's never driven it before is driving it at the same time. Yeah. yeah. It gets ridiculous out there. How many guys oh. have you... Oh, go, go, said, Eric. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, how many people, speaking of how bad the square is to drive, how many times have you gotten someone on a DUI for going the wrong way? Oh, that's... Oh, they have kind of all that's very common. Yeah, that's the most <laughs> common thing. It's either DUI or somebody from out of state who has no idea what they're doing and their GPS is super out of date or some yeah. for some ridiculous reason. <laughs> and it just takes them the wrong way on the square. But you'll have people who have lived in Crown Point like their whole life and they're drunk and they still go the wrong way on the square. And I was like, how? You that's know, crazy. You, you, like you've always known you can't go this way. What is changing now? I mean, just because you're also, drunk. there's no yeah. excuses for that anymore. We live in the no. age of Lyft and Uber, like for sure. It's too easy to get picked up. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I know for my house, it's like twelve bucks, and it's like the best investment ever. Oh, I, dude, know? if you got enough money to go out and get messed up, then you have enough money to get like not be arrested for OWI. Yeah, yeah. it's twenty five hundred dollars for your bond, like twelve bucks, twenty five hundred. Yeah, and that's just to bond out. Yeah. You have to pay your court. Also, all your, all your court costs and all that stuff. Grand. Damn, dude. DUIs are very expensive. So I'm sure you guys catch that a lot too, especially on the weekends, right? Yeah, it's gone down. Yeah, they've gone down quite a bit with Uber and Lyft and stuff. But I mean, it's, it's nothing to get three or four a weekend. Damn, you I know. remember there's like it's Crown Point's such a weird city just to live in because it seems like there's nothing going on. Then every once in a while, there's just something insane. There was one night we were doing the Laugh Local. I think it was last November. I mean, is that right? No. So November 2018, and we were driving down the street. No, it might have been it might have been Valentine's Day a year ago, and that old lady got hit over here. Yeah, I remember. Do you that. remember we that? Working. <clears throat> oh man, that was crazy. Yeah. It's like so like it goes from like nothing to like something like uh, just really quick. And so like how much of that stuff do we do we not even know about as like a as like as I guess a community? Does a lot of that stuff exist normally? Well, yeah, we have our normal like little chases throughout the, the neighborhoods every once in a while that people don't know about, uh, that, that you'll never hear about, you know, those basic things. Um, yeah, that stuff isn't really pushed, like, out, like, in the papers or anything like that, but I notice when anyone sees a cop car, they always call me, like my family does. Like, my mom is huge about it. Every time she sees cars, like are you working? Is that you? I'm like, no, I'm in my house right now. Or hey, I saw someone had someone else pulled over. What's going on? I don't know. I'm not there, <laughs> you know, or like, uh, my girlfriend's a, a state trooper. So every state trooper car that she sees, Oh my God, is that Reagan? Is that your girlfriend? What was she doing? I was like, I, I don't know. I'm not with her. And it probably wasn't her. Like <laughs> that gets a little annoying. But there's just like he said, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on people just don't know about. For sure. But people are just so nosy too. I think you'll get that everywhere you go. Yeah. Not just around. It's here. probably like just a general yeah. human if reaction. We're, if we're hanging out in a general area, we'll always get that one, or at least a few people will stop and ask us, like, is what's going on here? Is something wrong? You're what's like, happened? move on. I live here. It's like we're just talking to each other. Yeah. There's nothing. Our lights aren't on or nothing. <laughs> yeah, like we'll sit. We sit out here on the square like on the when we work at midnights like before the bars close like him and i hang out there quite a bit like there'll be a group of us and people just come like what is everything okay what's going on here like literally just sitting here like you're okay you don't have to panic or like just just go about your business man (laughs) sometimes it gets annoying but sometimes like again most time like they're drunk people so we'll just like shoot the shit with them or just like razz them up a little bit just like like yeah there's like you know shark attack going on so like really well where, where's it at <laughs> it's over there man just like you don't you don't want to go in blood everywhere like, oh. blood everywhere like all right i'm gonna go this way then like, all right <laughs> good night what if so if you had to like leave the people who are listening to this with any kind of advice right like like that you'd wish that more people would understand what would those things be just keep in mind that we're normal people like you uh, we all have families at home. Most of us have kids. Sometimes we go through bad stuff too. Sometimes that'll affect our mood, but we all try to stay as mellow as humanly possible. Come talk to us. We'll talk to you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just we, got, like we got no problems with that. 
um, and basically, yeah, just things like that. We're we're not, we're not out to we're not out to get you. I think there's that this misconception that that's what we're out there to do. We're just out there to get you all the time, and that's not the case whatsoever. We're just trying to make sure everybody goes about their day safely, and that's the way I I look at things and I viewed it. And that's you know, having grown up here, and I had that whole idea of like this is Crown Point, nothing happens in Crown Point, you know. I became a cop and now I'm out there looking for the suspicious things at night or trying my best to help people throughout the day. And that that's that's one thing I would leave it with. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we're just trying to get home too. Like he said, if we're regular people, you know, I can talk to you just like this. In uniform, out of uniform. You know, you can come get to know us, come do, I mean, you want to come do a ride-along, see what we do every day? Go for it. But... You know, like he said, too, we're not out to get you. We're not here to give you tickets or just take everyone to jail, stuff like that. You know, there's a point where you have to know I'm doing my job and I have to do it. But I'm not here to just ruin your life. You know, we're just a normal person. We just have different jobs. You know, I got to see people on their bad side. You most likely don't have to. You know, you just got to understand what we're going through, what we have to do. But we're still here to help you and make this like community safer. You know, I think that's what people need to realize. Awesome. Is there a level of stuff people should call you about that you should say like anything less than this? <laughs> don't don't even bother. You'll be surprised what people call for. If if the the kids <clears throat> fishing used to be a big thing. Uh, yeah. They used, used to be a thing in our neighborhood. Yeah, they would call on the kids fishing all the time during the summer and spring. And, and it got to the point where, like, the police department itself was just done with it. Like, we're not going to these calls anymore. We'll we'll roll by. We'll make sure they're doing it safely and fine. But as far as, like, enforcing anything and telling these kids to get out of there, like, no. These, like, they'd be out doing much worse things than trying to catch a fish in your pond next to your house. Oh, yeah. It's not, it's not a big deal, you know? I have a pond in that, my back. I, I, I get, it's like those Facebook community groups. Yeah. People just get so fired up about it. It's like, why yeah, do you like, even care? It's not really your pond. No. Just what is wrong with a kid fishing? Nothing. I mean, I yeah, had the, someone call the police because she found sausage in her yard. <laughs> So like that would legit. be on the list of shit to not yeah. call you yeah. about. Like, <clears throat> what do you want me to do? It's meat. Pick it up and throw it away. <laughs> I, so do you still have to go to that? Yeah. <coughs> uh, yeah unless really, the supervisor's if, like, if they don't call you yeah. off it. You're going. Yeah. To unless work. the supervisor says uh, we're not going to that, you have to go to it. So is that the dumbest call you've ever had to go to? Because that could be a fun segment here. What's yeah. the dumbest phone call? That's the one? That, uh, that's probably like one of my top ten at least. If That's probably number one on the list. I mean, I don't know who's calling for a piece of meat in their yard. Like, all right, I'm going to launch a full-scale investigation. Of this. <laughs> well, you know, Thumbprint the yeah, sausage. We're going to start taking pictures, you know, doing diagrams. <laughs> How far away is this piece from the road? I mean, I need CSI out here. To stab. <laughs> it's just unreal. I don't... It's like stuff like that makes me wonder how do people live as long as they do? And you have to call for that. Like, how do you function every day? No idea. It's beyond me. There, there's a, there's like this group of people in my subdivision that would, um, their people were speeding. So they took it into their own hands. They put in, they built like a speed bump in the street, <laughs> in the street, in the street. And then would sit there in their lawn chairs while people were going over it. Like, you're just asking to get the shit beat out of you. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's right. illegal, yeah. too. I don't think you can do that. I'm not an no. expert in the law, but I don't think you can <laughs> do that. You are the law. Yeah. I, I know some law, but I'm not familiar with uh, speed bump law, so... <laughs> I'm sure someone on your team is just awesome at speed bump law. I'm sure you can find someone. 109. 109 will be our speed bump guy. Yeah. He'll enforce it. No, that's pretty crazy, though. I mean, like, we get that a lot, too. People are saying people are speeding down their streets, like, you know, these little residential streets. are like, yeah, these guys are going at least 100 down the road. How do you know you're going 100? Like, come on, let's be real. You know, realistically, you're probably going, like, 10, 15 over the speed limit in those roads. I mean, about 100. Are you sitting there with your radar gun watching them? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I radar gun. Yeah. 
It's like talking to those kids when I used to do uh, baseball coaching that all their kids were throwing 90. Yeah. It's like you get them out there and they're like, yep, that's 72. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> Every time. It's just, I don't know. If someone has to tell you how fast they were throwing, they weren't throwing fast. No. That's usually how no. it goes. Their, their yeah. reputation precedes them, you know, usually. But is there is there anything else? Uh, Eric, do you have any really dumb call you have to go to before? I, can, I don't know if I can remember any, like, dumb call off the top of my head. A lot of it's like minute stuff like yeah. that. People complain. I never had a sausage problem. There's like <laughs> grass clippings in their lawn from their other neighbor. I just, I don't know. Yeah, that's what we were just talking about before you when you had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> was the uh, uh, the first call that we got from like when I was at the nine one one center was like, oh yeah, there's grass clippings in our yard, yeah. and then like literally the next one's a guy like killing himself and his wife. It's like, how do you even like compartmentalize that in your head? When you're having those conversations, you know, um, you know, units are tied up. We're we're not coming to that grass thing. You know, we got something else to do. <laughs> it it's just grass. It's gonna blow away. For I, sure. I don't know. It's always fun when you search a car and you come across all the sex toys in there. <laughs> yeah, that's always interesting. You guys both said that like it's happened quite a bit. That happens more often than you would freaking realize. Like a suitcase. Ah, they're just kind of there, just laying around, just laying right there on like the ground oh, that's in gross. the car. No. That's I, gross. I went to a domestic once, and uh, you know, after it was all said done, we're just like kind of going through the house. They said one of the guys ran. So first thing I noticed when I stepped in, there's like this porch there, and I step on something like I was like almost kind of rolled my ankle there. I put my flashlight on it. This is a dildo, <laughs> just sitting there in the in the breezeway there I'm like, awesome okay. so like i'm going through this room to search for this guy like you know looking behind shelves and stuff where he could be hiding just a whole shelf full of sex toys i'm like what are you guys doing in here <laughs> like each shelf is like progressively like bigger and bigger dildos <laughs> i'm like oh my god man that's crazy I'm, and like you, you're okay like i'm just sitting in that room talking with you and you're not not even thinking anything of it like it's just like a normal Thing to have in your room, like where I'm standing. Like, it's a baseball card collection. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't mind those. There's no dildos. No big deal. <laughs> but I, I mean, you run across that stuff every once, especially in cars. Like, you find like some like kids' porn in there too. It's kind of funny. You're just like, why do you have all these like Playboys or like what are you doing with like these old like VHS pornos <laughs> and like. You know we have the internet now. <laughs> you can find something like higher quality than for sure. VHS. And it's like they get kind of like dumbfounded by it. They're like super embarrassed. Like, oh man, I don't care, man. Porn's porn, whatever. Because <laughs> yeah, Playboy's even, I think, are they even they're done now, right? For the most part, I, I think. Did right? you would imagine so? Yeah. How can you compete with the internet? You can't. You can't, especially as readily available <laughs> as it is at all times. Dude, on your phone, you have yeah everything you yeah. want. Yeah, it's game changing. Can't beat free. Today's kids will never know <laughs> our plight. <laughs> the struggle no, for the jerking struggle off was to real. Try to freaking get your porn, steal it from your dad. Yep. The old fashioned way. Yeah. You feel the anxiety of the yeah. entire time of you getting Just caught. The rush of it. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to rewind it back to the exact moment yeah. in which you, you found it. Oh God, <laughs> time coding it, 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 everything. Yeah. Yeah, really fun. So, you got anything else you want to leave anybody with? I got nothing. Cool. So, we've, we've learned uh, you can't go back to the station if someone steals your car. You're pretty much done as a police officer forever. Yeah. Yes. Most likely. Uh, be nice to you guys. There's no reason to not be. You guys are, you guys are pretty yeah. nice just a, guys. Just a real dude. Just yeah, we're just, we're just cool I already get made fun of enough at work, so I don't need it from the public. <laughs> it's cool. And... Uh, Get this guy some Smart Sweets sponsorship. Yeah. That's what we've learned today. I just we really want to get my fiber in, and I love Smart Sweets. <laughs> He's a big boy. I am a big boy. Yeah, and he needs to eat. So I actually need some lunch, dude. I'm starving. Should they follow you anywhere? I mean, is, is there, should they check your Facebook pages? I'm sure you guys seem to be kind of inconspicuous with a lot of that stuff, right? Or, I mean, I I don't really post anything. No, so I don't post nothing kinda, top related or anything like that. Mine's just all like family stuff or geek related stuff, Star Wars stuff, things like that. Cool, cool. Because I know like a lot of a couple other officers I know have like completely different names on there and stuff. So, yeah, I changed my name on there <clears throat> just because I don't want people who I run into like in a bad setting for some reason to come try and find me online. I just oh, because it's too, it can't be too hard, right? Yeah, no, can no, figure it's super it out. Easy. Yeah, 
All right, fellas. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, do you guys have any questions? It. No, it's cool. Yeah. All right. Anytime, man. Let's do this Appreciate again. it, man. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Next time we'll have beers. Yeah.